0: Welcome to I Love My HBCU Question Mark, the podcast where we express our undeniable love for HBCUs, but where we are also not afraid to address a few tough questions. So, sit back, learn a little, love a lot, and rep your HBCU. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of I Love My HBCU Question Mark. Hosted by yours truly, Tosin Richard. I have one of my favorite humans on the planet, planet here today. <laughs> Anyone who's getting to see this on video, she just did the cutest face ever. She truly is an amazing soul that who is a student at the National Treasure. And she is Tem I always get your last name wrong. I want to say Trimuel, but I pronounce it wrong. So it's Tamara.
1: Trimule.
0: Trimule. Trimule. Yeah. Tamara, have we asked your parents yet if the, the origin is French?
1: It is French. It, it is. is
0: French. Okay. Do we do we have a story? <laughs> do we have a story behind it?
1: Um, Not really. I just know a couple of years ago, my dad was like, yeah, your last name is French. And I mean, it's French. Um, but I do, I do know that. Um, my grandmother is from louisiana so i don't okay. know all the history but you know okay. i think some of the french was in that territory absolutely
0: yeah mm-hmm. absolutely
1: so,
0: yeah, yeah okay i was about to go there and my friends would be judging me because i was about to say well is it really trimuel or trimuel but let me stop <laughs>
1: Say it both ways. The I don't mind either one. Okay. But the only one that I just don't like is Tremell because that's you could say Trimu or Trimmywell. That's fine. But Tremell. But that's yeah. not your name.
0: Tremell is not your name. It doesn't even <laughs> spell like Tremell.
1: That's what I say. But you know, some some people like to argue about my name. So
0: heavens help us. Heavens <laughs> help us. Okay, you are a sophomore. Junior. Um, ju- look at me trying to take time back what is wrong with you Tosin? you are a i met you as a bright-eyed sophomore who did an amazing job with regards to helping us put one of our programs together so i think that is why i put you in that sophomore space but you are absolutely right you are a junior strategic communications major at morgan state university and how was your last year? Cause um, we, we are now a bit more removed from COVID. Thank you, Jesus, or thank heavens. Um, what, is it, what is it like being fully back on campus? Cause remember right after COVID that is all you, well, it's all I heard is consistently, I don't know what it's like to be on campus anymore. I, I wish this, I wish that. So what, what, what is it like being fully back?
1: It's definitely refreshing. I know my freshman year, we were able to be in person, but it was still like a lot of limits. So like you had, you couldn't go to certain places or certain events on campus because of the capacity. Um, So my sophomore year, being able to really be emerged and like immersed in like, what a real HBCU experience is being able to give your friend a hug or go outside or be in the ballroom with, You know, and it still was floating around, but not at the rate it was my freshman year or even before that. So it really was just a breath of fresh air um, to really be able to, you know, have that experience. I know, like, some of the seniors in class of, what, 2023, they didn't get to have, like, their full four years on campus. So I'm definitely grateful that I got to have um, majority of my, you know, college experience on campus and in person. Um, So I'm very grateful, and I don't take it for granted, because who would have thought that COVID would take you know your collegiate experience away so i'm happy that i was a little younger than them so I'm
0: yeah happy. i don't i don't want to take us back to that time but it i might be a little dramatic and a little extra on some <laughs> days um but it felt a little apocalyptic like what yeah. in the world is going on mm-hmm. so i i'm grateful that that time has passed i really really am speaking of time passing what is Tamara looking forward to? what? Do you, what Do When I say looking forward to your, your junior year, the year before, we're gonna start asking you what's next after graduation. <laughs> what is the one thing that you wanna look back at your junior year and be grateful that you did at A, B, or C?
1: Um, I know the two biggest things that I really, 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 really wanna focus on this year is my impact and my influence, number one. Um, I feel like I wanna reach more of the baby bears, um, even people in my class, I want I want to be somebody that, th- that they think of and they're like, wow, she inspired me to do this or wow, I look at her and I know I can do X, Y, and Z or she helped me get to my next goal. Um, so I definitely wanna maximize my impact and my influence on campus um, these last two years. Um, And then I really want to dive more into my passion for just media and creative direction and production and all that type of stuff. I think I've always done it on the side or like when I'm bored, but I really want to take advantage of the people I have here and the resources my junior year. I think that I just really want to immerse myself more into it. I think I've just been, you know, waddling and okay, but now I think it's time for me to be like, because people are coming to me actually asking me like, "Hey, Tamir, can you shoot my content?" or "I would love for you to, you know, think of something for this." So I'm like, "Okay, maybe it is time for me to take it more serious while I'm in college." So those are my two biggest ones.
0: I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna push you a little bit in that space, um, and I don't think she's going to mind me using her as an example. I won't mention her name but I'm sure she won't mind me using her as an example. She is also one of your profites, if I'm not mistaken. But there is a lovely uh, uh, Morgan alumna who, business major, and I remember very, very vividly in her last year, last year to last semester, I noticed her just be so creative. She's always been ridiculously creative. And she said that she wishes she did, what you're now claiming you're going to do and reflect and look back on. So take take that and anybody else listening to this, right? Take this as the opportunity to not wait too long to dive into your passions because here's the reality, right? How will you know if this is truly where you're supposed to be spending your time and your space if we don't play around in it right now? So please play around in it. Do I have permission to, re- to tap you on the shoulder? Whenever I see you um, on campus and remind you, remember you said Help that me. this is what you, there we go. So, so pushing further into that accountability, Ms. Trimuel, um, you are one of these human beings who belongs to 25.5999 organizations. So so accountability moment here, right? And, okay. and I hear students say all the time, hey, I just wish I had better time management and da, 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 da. I want you to speak on how unrealistic, and I'm looking dead at you as I say this, how unrealistic it might be for you to still be part of 25.99999 organizations and still dive fully head on especially into creative passions that are also going to require time yeah how how are you give me give us give us some insight into what you're going to hold yourself accountable to to make sure that the priority is still I need to dive into my passions
1: well for me I kind of have to learn the hard way I'm one of those people where I want I want to put my foot in everything like I want to do everything that I can um and it's just it's just not realistic at all like even even if you don't have a passion that you want to dive into right now it's just unrealistic like I was doing so many things at once that I start missing out or missing from you know things that I committed to because I just didn't have the time or I was just like I don't even have the time to communicate that I didn't have the time and it was just I will never do that again. I remember um, finals week last semester, my sophomore year, I remember calling my mom like, mom, I am burnt out. Like I have nothing left to give. And it was because I was trying to give so much to everything. And I really like this year I am prioritizing like this. is These are the three things. Th- these are the top three things on my list. This is what I'm committing myself to. Um, and I'm going to stick to it. If I can't do it, I can't do it. I can't have my hand in every pot because you're not going to be able to pour yourself into every single pot. Um, and I know for me, using Google, I have... Okay, so y'all see the calendar. I have yes. my Google calendar on my phone and I have an actual planner. So I'm writing down everything, everything. So I don't have time to think, oh, do I need to do this? I need to be here. I don't have time to forget. Everything is right there for the day. Um, but it's so unrealistic. It's not... I just don't do it. I will never be doing that again. And I know for me me committing to being more creative and expounding on that i'm trying to be creative in every space that i'm in so like sga for example um it's something i love to do and i'm gonna be creative in it so i'm still getting the work done but i'm using my creativity to you know it makes me enjoy it even more even in on those days where i don't feel like doing something hey i can make a reel out of this moment hey i could do a cool video so just making sure i'm bringing my creativity into everything that i'm doing so i can still honor that commitment and get the work done.
0: Absolutely. Last last piece of advice that I'm going to give you, if you don't mind, is it's not too early to start practicing the art of saying no respectfully. Cause I, I happen to know you and you want to take on everything. Practice saying no respectfully, okay? <laughs> okay. So traditionally, um, we take you through a rapid sixty-seven. 67 seconds are going to go on the clock. I'm going to ask you as many questions as possible. And you, your clock starts after I read the first question. You ready? Yes. Oh, I love this one. I love this one. I ask this one all the time, intentionally. You're at your college graduation. Who do you want as your commencement speaker? Oh, Issa Ray. Ooh, that would be so sweet. Yes. I hope Issa Rae gets to hear this. It is yes. Morgan State University. Tamara graduates when? May 2025. May 2025. Issa Rae, I hope she hears you. I really yes. do. Tosin, I'm, I'm, I'm eating up your clock. Who's your celebrity <laughs> crush?
1: Um, I would say Keith Powers. I don't um, know who that is. He's an actor, but if, like, you want to know somebody that is, like, my cousin in my head who, like, we're like this Kiki Palmer.
0: Kiki, okay, Kiki Palmer, I hear you, and I know I'm telling my age when I say I don't know who somebody is, but that's okay. Would you rather see the future or change the past?
1: See the future.
0: See the future, because we learn lessons from our past, don't we? I love it, I love it. Describe yourself in three words.
1: Ooh, um, vibrant, uh... Mm, vibrant unapologetic and unorthodox
0: i love it last one in the 67 even though i've just been told that my time's up would you want to be student regent or sga president Ooh, her eyes SGA. sga president okay oh that was a good set that was a really really good set that was a good set oh i love that one you are vibrant that is a perfect way to describe you I know this. Um, the audience is going to find out soon. You are from Chicago um, and uh, you found yourself at Morgan State University. So tell us the story. How does Tamara Trimuel, who is a Chica- born and bred Chicago, end up at an HBCU like Morgan State University? How, give us the journey. Give us your, your college selection journey. Let's hear it.
1: So Morgan was actually my first choice. I Um, love it. (laughs) Morgan was actually my first choice. However, I didn't commit to Morgan first. Um, It was COVID. So tours were not available here. I went to a school in North Carolina called Elon University and Mm -hmm. I fell in love with the campus. Like I fell in love with the program. My god sister actually went to that school. She's a year older than me. Um, And so I'm like, okay. Maybe, maybe this is it. And I love North Carolina. Like, I love the vibe. It's like calm. You know, I love the, I love the style. I love, you know, the people out there. So I was like, you know, maybe this is it. I committed. I paid my fee, everything. And then something just was like, I wasn't satisfied. You know how your spirit is just like, hmm. no, Tamira, And I just wasn't happy with my decision. Like, my spirit wasn't settled. And I'm a very, like, spiritual person. So if my okay. spirit is telling me, like, Tamara Mm-mm, or if I'm not at peace with it mm-hmm. I need to adjust okay. um I had a childhood friend Sierra Evans she actually works for Morgan now she okay. went to- and she would tell me all about it um she set up virtual tours for me she was able to connect me with some people and that's how I really was like okay let me revisit Morgan again let me let me see what's going on um and I did and I committed to it I got my refund back from Elon <laughs> uh, and I committed to Morgan like two or three days before decision day and it was like a calmness fell over me and I was so, so, so excited. Um, and it's the best decision I've ever made. I cannot imagine me being at Elon. Like the opportunities that I have gotten at Morgan, the people that I've met, I would have never gotten at Elon. So that's my story in a nutshell. Nothing too crazy.
0: but No, not, not crazy, but I, I want to extract something that I heard near the end. Is it Sierra Evans? Yes. Yeah sierra evans what was it about um um sierra evans and her mentioning of morgan state university that made you say and i know you said she set up the tours for you and 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 that stuff i definitely heard that but what was it because you're also saying that she was an alum or she is an alum of morgan state university
1: so i think i was able to see her thrive at morgan so Mm. like it's a People say a lot of things. Oh, I did this. I did this. Morgan is a great school. But I was able to actually, before COVID, so she was here for two years, I think, before COVID. And I would see, like, what she's doing on campus. She would post on social media. I would see her. Everything that she was telling me, I would see it. So I'm a person where you could, okay, that's nice. But what can I see? And I just saw everything that she was doing. And the energy and the love that she would tell me, it matched. Like, everything just made sense. And I'm like, okay she got me excited to go to Morgan and I didn't even like commit yet. I'm like, this is the school for me.
0: So number one, shout out to Sierra Evans. (laughs) Number two, I do want to focus or highlight the fact that it is important for alumni to talk about their HBCUs, Mm -hmm. to showcase their HBCUs in their day-to-day life. Mm -hmm. Um, And, Okay, I'm plugging I love my HBCU question mark here, right? Uh, One of the reasons why I felt we needed to do this, and once I've spoken to people, they're like, no, definitely. We hear so many people and we forget where they actually, where they got their foundation. And there's so many amazing human beings like Sierra Evans and there's countless names to mention and you're about to be one of them um, when you graduate, who their foundation honestly started as an HBCU. But because we don't hear them mention their HBCU as much, we totally forget that this place Mm -hmm. had so much to do with who they are. And, And for me anyway, I used to scoff at the 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 tagline HBCU made. Like I'm like HBCUs didn't make me, and I'm like no, there is some truth to that that when you look at what was the foundation to every single thing else you might be doing professionally, where did everything start? It really was HBCU made. So again, shout out to Sierra Evans and all of the HBCU alumni out there. And a challenge to those who don't talk about their HBCUs as much. You never know which Tamara Trimules are out there, just looking at your social media and listening to what you're saying about those HBCU experiences. So thank you so much, Sierra Evans and all of the HBCU alum. Um, Tamara, um, I happen to know that you had an amazing internship that you um, were, of look at her eyes, her eyes are <laughs> lighting up, that you haven't had an amazing internship that you were a part of um, over the summer. And I, I want the world to hear about it.
1: So I don't even know how I found it. Honestly, I was in class one day and I saw it and I'm like, okay. You know, with those corporations, you really... I really didn't think I would get it because they're so big. Like, the as much as like I'm qualified, there are 20 other Tamaras that are just as qualified, if not more. So I was just applying in class and I didn't really think anything of it. And so I got an email saying, you know, hey, we'd love to interview you. And then I got another email saying, hey, we want to call, we want to do a second interview, and then I got it. Um, It was in Dallas, Texas, um, with Southwest Airlines, I was a public relations intern in their culture and communications department um, for the entire summer. It was definitely an experience. Um, I will say that I enjoyed what I learned as far as what I want and what I don't want. Mm,
0: would mm.
1: I do it again? Probably not. Hmm. Probably not.
0: Yeah. You don't end an answer or sharing that <laughs> way and not expect me to ask. As long as you're not going to, you know, I'm not yes. trying to get you to, to, you know, give specifics or anything yeah. like that. But why would probably not
1: I think for me, I love to be challenged. Um, and I love to be pushed. And I didn't feel that there necessarily. Um, and corporate is a whole nother shell. So I literally was at my cubicle from nine to five. Mm. And I am a type of person where I need to be out moving around. I wanna talk, I wanna feel the energy, I wanna be creative, like I wanna move around. And so I just I knew that okay. We know corporate is not for you. We know the cubicles aren't for you. However, it did teach me so much. Not even just like in Southwest. I relocated to an entire like a whole different state um, mm-hmm. by myself, and it just really taught me a lot about who I am. I was able to really enjoy my solitude um, and really get to know Tamara and re you know rethink about my goals um, and my career. Um, so it was definitely a great experience. I needed it. I wanted it. I'm happy I did it. Um, I would have never known that. I don't like corporate if I didn't do this. Like I probably, if I didn't do this internship, I would find out that I don't like corporate when I graduate and by that time, it's you have bills to pay and you have responsibilities. So I probably couldn't say, I don't want to do this. So I'm happy I did it in the summer. So I don't, you know, I know myself enough to be like, okay,
0: so we know we have to find something other than the corporate. So so, uh, Tamer- I'm going to talk about Tamara's book that she uh, uh, came out with when she was in high school as a teenager, Dare Black Girl You Were It. But as I, as I listened, <laughs> she just showed the cover. For those who, who are only listening, she just showed the beautiful cover of her book. Um, but as I listened to what you just said, right, there are a number of things that you bring out that I hope enough students especially and even grown adults Mm -hmm. should listen to and one of those things and I and and the reason why I quickly tied in your book is because I know that I know the impact at least you've shared with us the impact you want to have right you said something that um, needs to be underlined you said you don't want to wait until you graduate and you got bills to pay And that's when you find out, oh my gosh, I don't really like corporate. And I think that when I hear a lot of students talk about their um, internship experiences and they focus so much on the things that they don't like, they forget that all of that was necessary in finding out what it is you don't like so that you don't keep going after the wrong thing for the wrong reason. Because if Tamara Trimuel now has graduated and finds herself in corporate public relations and did not know, uh, no, corporate isn't for me. Those bills, because mm-hmm. they are sometimes, <laughs> most times, the motivation to the jobs that most people end up taking, yes. kind of put you in this space where you find yourself doing what you don't like, you're unhappy at it, but you have to take it because it's the job that you got. So I really do hope that enough students are listening to the commentary that you just made about, I loved it. This is what I learned from it. I now know what I don't want to do. It's not always just about focusing on what it is you do want to do. So I appreciate you for that. And since I brought up the title, <laughs> <laughs> Dead Black Girl You Are It, what is this book about? And what inspired you at, at in high school To say, I want to do this. Go for it.
1: So I had started my own business at nine years old called Tamara's Treasures. And it was all about just inspiring black girls who look like me um, to love themselves, um, Mm. to unapologetically walk in their truth, to honor their virtue. Um, And so I had my own business. I made... Um, custom treasure boxes, uh, custom bracelets and t-shirts. And I would go to like different, my my aunt actually gave me my first debut for my business. Um, She has a foundation called The Princess Within. And so she has this annual gala or like ball for girls. Um, And she allowed me to have my first, you know, little event there. Um, And from there I went to other, you know, events similar to that. And it kind of slowed down once I, you know, got older and busier with school. But um, I went to Disney Dreamers Academy in 2018 And it was just like, being around so many people your age who are doing it, like people younger than me at that time doing it, I went home like, Mom, what am I doing? Like, I have to, I have to, like, I just, I can't be quiet anymore. Like, I have to do something. Um, And so we came up with the idea, well, I came up with the idea to write a book. And of course, my parents helped me. um, And Dear Black Girl, You Are It was birthed. Um, it's like my love letter to all the Black girls around the world. Um, I break down the word self. So it's four chapters. See you, express you, love you, and free you. Um, See you is all about looking in the mirror and seeing who you are, seeing the inside of you. Expressing yourself is all about really using your gifts and talents to change the world Um, and, and doing it unapologetically. Loving you, that's self-explanatory loving who you are the good the bad the ugly if you don't love yourself you can never you can't other people won't know how to love you if you don't love yourself Um, when you love yourself it's just certain things that you won't allow um and so i'm really inspiring girls to to just take time loving on you um and, and stop expecting other people to love you when you don't even love yourself because they don't know how um and free you is all about freeing yourself from yourself from any negative thoughts from any toxic relationships from any just anything that isn't serving your purpose and making you grow as a black girl, so that is dear black girl, right in that show.
0: Do you see this look on my face? <laughs> okay, so <laughs> see you, express you, love you, free you, Tamara. Have you taken us through a workshop? Of so this? I
1: did when it first came out. I did have several. And workshops. by us,
0: I really do mean at Morgan State University. Oh, Let uh, me be very clear.
1: Not at Morgan. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I did some virtually and in person before I came to college. Um, and then when I got to college, I just, I got to college, <laughs> I got busy with school. Um, and it, it, I don't have an excuse because you're not the first person who has said this. You're not the first person that's like, Tamara, what are you doing? It's me. Honestly, um, I have to find the time. I have to make the time, um. But yes, I have done it in the past. They're very successful. They're very fun. I would love to do one with older girls. I think the majority of mine that I did when I was um, like a couple years ago with with younger girls, I think that I'd be able to have more of a transparent conversation um, with the girls who, you know, are in college. So it it is something that I do want to cross off my to-do list in college. Um,
0: And and yes, earlier on. I'm the same person that um, cautioned you not to spread yourself too thin. And Mm -hmm. I I stand by that, not Mm -hmm. to spread yourself too thin. Um, But I see a a cross, not a crossroads, a a joined venture that you could be doing with one of these organizations that you're already a part of. Mm -hmm. I also heard you say earlier on about the impact you want to have. And the reality is that there's clearly An avenue and an opportunity here for you to cross off a number of things, Mm -hmm. whereby you are not necessarily adding more to your plate, but you are focusing in on something. Okay, Mm -hmm. Um, that okay, okay. So yeah, Yeah. so we're on the same campus. So you know, I am going to bring this up again. Like, excuse me, Um, we talked about this. How (laughs) about we? Um, You are a you you are a student. I think a lot of people love to talk to because you are a critical thinker anyone who gets to have a conversation with Tamara finds out very quickly that she doesn't just parrot your own opinions because she's heard. she doesn't just parrot other people's opinions sorry just because she's heard it she's listening she's thinking and oh. then she's going mm. and then she's going to have her own opinion and i love it when i hear your opinions so i want to ask your opinion about a couple of things you okay, okay. <laughs> said to talk about here. Yes. Um. And you, you and I have talked about it offline, and I know you don't mind me, you know, having it be a little bit focused here. Do you think there is value in increasing the non-black student population at your school? At your HBCU, I need to keep reminding everybody this is an HBCU conversation we're having.
1: At my HBCU.
0: Uh... Yes.
1: I see the value in the numbers and, like, you know, all that. But as far as <laughs> the actual experience, you no. Know, I think that the people who built this institution curated a space for generations to come that looked like them, who they knew wouldn't have access to what they should have access to. They wouldn't have access to education. So they, curated a space they sacr- even if they didn't even benefit from what they curated we are um, and i think that space is for us there are countless of other institutions that would love to have non black students um, we only have 102 104 to choose from one of those numbers we only have 100 um and i think that it's it would be great it would if they're open to Having a new experience, it would be great for them to learn and see what an HBCU is and and get to know Black people and kind of dismantle the the, you know maybe the biases or the stereotypes that they have in their mind, right? Um, so that would be a benefit to them. But for us, I don't really see it um, because we're we and we have to interact with people who aren't of color for the rest of our life. Honestly, um, we only get to have undergraduate and graduate school, and and you know if you choose to work in HBCU after you graduate as well. We only have those, those periods of time to really just be around people who look like us. So I wouldn't say like, don't come at all. Um, but I definitely do think that the value that HBCU holds lies in black people. So.
0: I hear you. Let me, yeah, yeah. So th- that pause uh, for those who are only listening to us, opposed to also viewing us. That pause came with a lot of facial expressions. <laughs> I do hear you, but, 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 question: mm-hmm. Do you think that that that's a slight double standard? And and when I say that's a slight, and I'm listen, mm-hmm. I I am not opposing. Um, or agreeing with your viewpoint, I hear the viewpoint, I understand the viewpoint, and I value elements of that viewpoint, right? Um, But I wonder, right, Mm -hmm. for for somebody who does not really know what HBCs are, and has not been um, honoured to be a part of one um, at any level, and they might hear something like this, and they're thinking, well, hold on, Nobody has asked um, Black, granted back in the day, the reason why HBCUs existed in all fairness is because um, Black students were not necessarily welcome at most other um, institutions, which one could argue is or is not quite the same case now because we do have um, melanated um, students um, attending other than HBCU institutions. But the option is now there. Mm -hmm. So since the option is now there, do you believe that your viewpoint um, raises a double standard that if you're saying that there isn't as much value for a um, non-melanated person to attend an HBCU, then in reverse, should there be value then in a melanated person attending a non-HBCU? So I think
1: for me, it all goes back to like the origin of it. So the origin is that we weren't allowed in those spaces. Mm. So because we weren't allowed a seat at the table, we made our own. Mm-hmm. And I think for a non-black person attending an HBCU, there is some there is some value that they can get. But I think that being black and knowing that somebody black made a space for you and knowing what they went through your connection and the benefit and the value you get from your HBCU is completely different. Um, If I would have went to Elon, absolutely. I probably would have, you know, found black spaces for myself. Um, I probably would have took advantage of all the opportunities, but it, it would, it wouldn't compare to me coming to Morgan state and having a connection with the school, with the people, because I know people who didn't have access to what I always say my I'm my ancestor's wildest dreams, like, and that's what I think about every time I'm I'm at Morgan, like I, I'm their wildest dream, um, and I think that it's black people who attend PWIs, and, and not every black person, and this is the thing too, some people do want to who attend PWIs, they do want to come to HBCUs, but funding, right? They don't get as much money and things like that, so I do think. You know, you could still have a a Black experience at a PWI, but the connection that you have to that institution, it's not the same. Like, you, I know for a fact after I graduate from Morgan, I'm coming back. And I'm not just coming back to give money. I'm coming back to see what I can do to help grow my institution. I don't know if I can say that about some of my friends who go to PWIs. It's, It's very much like, okay, they're paying for me to be here. They gave me great money. I'm ready to get these four years over with and leave. But I think that with HBC, I mean, you're in the airport and you see 70-year-olds wearing H- their HBCU, pair, like, it's just non-Black people would not, it just wouldn't be as valuable to them. The HBCU experience wouldn't be as valuable to them. Um, it just, they don't have the connection.
0: Can we talk about the HBCU paraphernalia for a hot second? Yes. Does this happen to you? And... I kind of want to know, I hope somebody like finds a way to message us and and, and and gives their viewpoint for those who did not go to HBCUs. So when I travel, right, mm-hmm. and I'm in the airport, literally what you just said happens mm-hmm. to me. If I happen to have Morgan on, or if I happen to have Howard on or any, somebody somebody Black who yeah. went to an HBCU, regardless of the HBCU they went to, it's as if we just made a connection. Like and they're going black. to... No, I've literally had somebody, oh, we're cousins. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's cute. Yeah. And I, I, it makes me wonder. So Black people, we're kind of just really dope just because. Just because. Just because we're dope.
1: Exactly.
0: Um, <laughs> so we might really do things like that, even if we didn't have that HBCU paraphernalia connection to make. But I am curious, though if maybe you had on Elon or, or something else, would do you think that connection would still happen? I, I don't know. I really don't know. So that's why I'm saying I, I want to put it out there. I wonder if they have those same experiences, regardless of race, i.e. regardless of the race of the person wearing it, do they have those same experiences? Because I promise you, if it was a white person in Morgan paraphernalia, they're still going to get the... Oh, so you went to Morgan. Okay. Yeah. So I'm 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 really, really curious about that. So I I hope we get an answer. I hope so. Hopefully. (laughs) Makes me makes me me drop it in the drop it in the comments. Makes me wish this was live for (laughs) 2.2 seconds. (laughs) But drop it in the comments. Tamara. You will be an alum, an alumni um, um, soon, one day soon. Um, and I look forward to celebrating all of that for you. Um, but in the meantime, in the meantime, what would you want alumni of your HBCU to know about your current experience?
1: Mm. I would say that we need more of you here.
0: Wow, I love that. Uh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs>
1: I think that um, you guys always like they alumni always come back like for special occasions or like we have some alum- alumni that work here, um. But I think that in order for HBCUs and my HBCU Morgan to to remain what it is and for the culture to to be as strong, we need you like. You know, it's it's nothing like hearing stories about how you guys used to do events in the old student center or how you guys made it through this. Um, I I just I want more of you here. Like, I'm the type of person I love archives, I love like old videos and old pictures. So when I see like those old pictures and old videos of what you guys have done, the stuff that you guys have organized, every time I go in the student center and I see you know, the pictures of you guys sitting in Northwood, it's like, wow, I wish that, you know, we had more of you and your experience experiences here on campus. I mean, I know we do, but I think I guess what I'm asking for is like more of a daily interaction or like mm. more of a consistent interaction. Um like we hear secondhand stories from people who you got you know, but it's it's nothing like hearing it directly from that person's mouth. Like I went through this, I did this or I met this old man. He's not old.
0: He's well, he's you old, met you, you, I mean, he was like, 3580. But I met say him. You met an elder. Can we say met you an met elder. an elder? Thank okay, you. I met an elder. I love Tamara.
1: Um, <laughs> and I met him in my sophomore year, fall of my sophomore year. And he came to one of our sophomore SGA events. And we didn't even know who he was. And I introduced myself. I'm like, thank you for coming out. He was like, yeah. I was SGA president when I went to board game. And instantly, I'm like, well, you know, how was it? What did you do? Like what was memorable about that experience? And I, I learned so much from that small interaction just because mm-hmm. he showed up to a random event that the sophomore class was holding. Um and so wow. and I still never forget that moment. Um so little little things like that, it inspires you because it's like, wow. He and he still comes back to these events. Absolutely. Um so definitely just we need we need you guys here.
0: So I'm going to ask everybody to blame you for this from here on out, not me, because listening to you say that, as you know, this show, um, I spotlight both HBCU alum as well as current HBCU students. And I will start inquiring on air. Of our alumni, and by our I mean all HBCU, this isn't Morgan specific, of course, but all HBCU alumni, just what are they doing um, with regards to engaging? Because everybody likes to say giving back. What are they doing with regards to engaging with their alma mater? Um, And it's born out of not just what you've said, but I've heard a lot of students say, I may have a better appreciation of what I have if i knew what they went through if i knew that they did not have a b c d e, and f i may have a better appreciation and of course somebody listening might say well shouldn't you just appreciate it anyway <laughs> but is is that is that real that's not real sometimes we need to know what wasn't in order for us to appreciate what is so i i will start asking that question a lot more often um, what are you doing as an alum to engage more? Because not only is it needed, it is wanted by some, and most importantly, it, there's there's value in it. So that th- thanks for thanks for sharing that. Thanks for sharing that. That that is amazing. Um, Tamara, finish this sentence for me. Okay. In ten years, I will.
1: Oh, this is a good one. Okay, in ten years I will. Ooh, I'll be thirty in ten years. Okay, so hopefully, guys,
0: no. those who did not, those who are just listening to us and not watching us, this young lovely lady just made this eye of I'll be thirty in ten years. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Go ahead. In game. in te- ten. Listen, I'm beyond thirty and I look amazing. Okay. No. <laughs> In 10 years, I will.
1: I will accomplish everything that I wrote down 10 years prior to that.
0: Have you do written five, down the list?
1: I, I do. Like I have a, a goal. So every year I do like my goals for the year and what I want. Five, mm-hmm. 10 years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and my goal is to have everything that I've written down. And I think for me, one of my biggest goals is, in the now and 10 years from now is everything doesn't have to happen when you want it. Um, and to trust the process, I'm a very, like, I'm working for it. I need it now. I need results now. Um, and I'm learning that you may not see the result now, but 10 years, like everything you're doing now, 10 years from now, you're going to see those results. So in 10 years, I will accomplish everything that. I wrote down 10 years prior to that. I'll
0: take it. I love it. (laughs) Tamara, I want you to end, um, um, end this episode for us by leaving our audience with a parting word or phrase or short phrase on why you love, it could be your HBCU or HBCUs in general.
1: I love my HBCU because it was made for me.
0: Short, sweet, and absolutely (laughs) perfect. Tamara, I'm lucky that I get to call you a student at Morgan State University, uh, my academic home um, institution. So I'm lucky that I get to have several conversations with you beyond this um, episode. But I really do thank you for giving of your time. I thank you for um, imparting a lot of words of wisdom. Um, And I I hope that the audience has loved listening to our conversation as much as I have loved having the conversation. And lastly, I do hope that it has earned us the pleasure of anyone subscribing or everyone subscribing and liking this episode. So on that note, yours and HBCU love. See you next episode. Bye. <laughs> You've been listening to I Love My HBCU? Question Mark. Let's keep the conversation going as we share our stories and encourage more practical support of HBCUs, whilst, of course, holding each other accountable. Don't forget to follow and subscribe for the latest episodes. Until next time, love and lift your HBCU.